What's up, sports fans? Welcome to GSR Gonzo Sports Room, Wednesday, July 6, 2022. Uh, got a lot, got quite a bit to talk about. Had a, a big trade today in uh, the NFL. Of course, you still have the NBA free agency drama going on with KD and all that. So I think that's going to go on for a while. But we're joined again tonight by uh, the sports judge, Jonathan Mathis. How you doing tonight, man? Hey, what's up, Gonzo? It's Great to be back on this show, as always. It's always a pleasure to come on. I'm glad to be a part of this show. Uh, like I said before, you do a great job with this show. So uh, let's get right to it, man. Like you said, there's a lot to talk about in the sports world. We got so much going on. Uh, you know, we got NBA free agency. Of course, we got the NFL having a big trade today. So uh, uh, let's talk about it. Yeah. Uh, how about... <laughs> To me, the Cleveland Browns have to be one of the worst organizations in all of sports. Yeah. Uh, they just got fleeced by the Carolina Panthers. Yes, I I would agree with you. Carolina, if people don't know, the Carolina Panthers got Baker Mayfield for less than what they had to give up to get Sam Darnold. They got fleeced. Uh, you, uh, no matter how you look at Baker, right? I think everybody can agree he's better than Sam Darnold. Yes, uh, I definitely agree with you there that he is a better quarterback than Sam Darnold. Uh, you know, he's uh, even though he's dealt with health issues last season, to me, he's more of a reliable quarterback. Uh, he's more consistent. I think, uh, you know, he ran into a roadblock because of injuries. You know, I think injuries kind of derailed his season. I think now that he gets a change of scenery, uh, now that he's in a new environment with a new team, uh, he gets a chance to revitalize his career. Not only does he get a chance to revitalize his career, but he gets a chance to show us who he is. Uh, this is a make or break year for him. It's now or never. Uh, Baker Mayfield can make it happen now. Um, you know, I think this is a better situation for him than Seattle. You was hearing rumors about him possibly landing in Seattle. Uh, you know, they're in a rebuild. 
I think you want to go to a place like Carolina where you're not in a brutal division against, uh, uh, you know, marquee quarterbacks. You know, you got, you got Matthew Stafford, uh, you, you know, you got, uh, um, you got the Cardinals, you know, um, you got other teams over there that have great quarterback play. Uh, so you're, you're, you're better, you know, where you are, which is Carolina. Um, I like it. I like the move. Um, let's see what Baker Mayfield can do. Let's see if he can stay healthy, healthy. Let's see if he can stay focused. Uh, you know, I, I, I like his chances in the division. Uh, you're going up against quarterbacks like Jameson Winston, uh, Mario, um, uh, uh, excuse me, Marcus Mariota and, and Kyle Trask. Uh, so you, you, you definitely have a chance to stand out in that division, the NFC, we're talking about the NFC saw. You definitely have a chance to stand out, uh, make a name for yourself. Um, you know, I like it, you know, but Baker Mayfield is a guy that's content with throwing 20 passes per game. You know, he's content with, you know, throwing the football. And now you have a strong running game behind you. You know, uh, that's if Christian McCaffrey can stay healthy, you know, um, He's always had a pretty solid game around him, a solid run game around him. He he had that in uh, Cleveland. He had a yeah. pretty good offensive line. You know, he had all the weapons, you know, at his disposal. It's just that, again, injuries, uh, you know, hurt him. And then, of course, you know, he had his accuracy issues. He had trouble throwing the football consistently. Uh, let's see what happens now that he's in a new place, uh, now that he gets a chance to – you know, to, uh, you know, turn things around. And now, you know, he has a fresh start. Yeah. And and for all Baker's struggles, people forget all the good he done in Cleveland too. I mean, think about it. How many games did, had the Cleveland Browns won before Baker got there? He, he got them to winning games. Yes, they didn't get as far as they wanted to get, but he got them winning games, got them in the playoffs. Right. But to me, Cleveland – I think they kind of done him wrong, especially when you consider the fact that how many different offensive coordinators and head coaches has he had in his four, four years there. Right. So having to adjust to, you know, a, a new scheme each time and, you know, um, adapt to changes. Yes, that can affect your play as well on the football field. Because this was going to be his first time coming back to the same coach and coordinator and everything. And then, of right. course, he had to have surgery on his shoulder. Uh because I was a big Baker Mayfield fan coming out of college, because I just, I like I like this underdog story, two time walk on, turned himself got the Heisman Trophy, turned himself the number one draft pick, and but that he hasn't played he hasn't played at that level in the NFL yet, right? And I don't know if he and I don't know if he can because like you said, accuracy has been one of his problems, and you didn't see that in college. Yeah, you didn't he see that pretty accurate in college, but he right. I don't know his accuracy has struggled in the NFL. But for the Panthers, for the Panthers, I think this is a steal because you're getting a guy that if he reaches some of his potential could be a good starting quarterback for you. And if he don't work out, all it's going to cost you is five mil. Right. And either a fifth round or a fourth round pick. So, I mean, like I said, they got him for less than what they gave up to get Darnold because they got a sixth round pick, a second round pick, and a fourth round pick, uh, or they gave up when they got Sam Darnold. Yeah. 
And, you know, to, to me, man, I like Baker Mayfield because I like his competitive, his competitive uh, fire. I like uh, the energy that he brings to the field. You know, he's a very emotional guy. He wears it on his sleeves. Um, you know, I, I like that about him. I like his fiery demeanor. Um, I think that can be contagious, you know, in, in a locker room, you know, and I, I think he has the potential of, of being a great leader, you know, and, and I think people really like being around Baker Mayfield. You know, I, I don't think that's the question. I think the question was his accuracy and his consistency. And if he can put things together this season and focus on his game and stay healthy, you know, good things can happen for this Carolina Panthers team. But, uh, honestly, oh, I don't. I think Cleveland made a mistake. If I was Cleveland, I know you ruined your relationship with Baker by the way you handled the Deshaun Watson stuff. I would have went and I would have talked to Baker, Baker and tried to get him to at least play this season if you think you're not going to have Watson. And because, and for one thing, it's, you're, I guess Cleveland their best chance to win. And I would have went to Baker and selling it to him like, hey, play this season, you, you ball out, your your stock's going to be even higher to go go to whatever team you want to go to. We'll make a deal with them that you tra- you'll trade them after this season or whatever. I was kind of surprised that they were so content than at going to Jacoby Brissett as their backup. So that's, so it kind of makes you wonder if there was some stuff off the field or behind the scenes that was going on between the Browns front office and Baker uh, uh, last season maybe because for them to make that strong of a move at Watson not knowing whether he's going to be suspended or not and then just being so content yeah. that Baker wasn't their backup plan that Jacoby Brissett was. that it, it just didn't make a lot of sense. Well, I think Baker's comments uh, – made earlier in the year or was it uh, last year? It, it was some, it was sometime that he made comments. I don't know if you remember, he appeared on someone's podcast and he basically took shots at the team, you know, uh, low key took shots at the organization. Uh, that's when I knew right then and there that his relationship with the Cleveland Browns was very fragile uh, that it was a fractured relation, relationship, and it was one that was beyond repair. Uh, you know, so that's how I knew right then and there that those that that the Cleveland Browns and you know uh, Baker Mayfield had already kind of you know uh, disconnected. You know, there was a disconnect there, and you know, I think he wanted to be traded. I think he was very disgruntled with his situation in Cleveland. I think he was uh, disappointed in the way the team handled things. You know, uh, he wasn't too happy about that. He was furious about that. And he just didn't like the way, you know, uh, management handled things and how things were uh, operating in the front office. So he wanted a change. He wanted out of Cleveland. He got his wish. Now they're moving on. I'm a bit surprised they didn't hang on to him, though, like you said, because Cleveland had the leverage, right? This was a guy that was still under contract. Yeah. Uh, they didn't have to trade him. They wasn't forced to trade him. They decided that it probably would be in the you know, it would probably be best for the team to move on. You know, you, you gotta remember organizations do what's in the best interest for you know that organization. So by moving him. Uh, you know, now 
he moves on, uh, you know, it's no longer, it, it doesn't feel toxic anymore now that he's away from the organization. And I just think Cleveland didn't want the headache anymore. They were ready to move on. Uh, but again, you know, I, I thought they would have ride it. They would have rode it out at least another year, right? Um, and and start him at the quarterback position because look, we don't know. It's up in the air with Deshaun Watson. I mean, we really don't know his status. We don't know what the NFL plans on doing or how they're gonna come down and if they're gonna levy any type of suspension or punishment. We still don't know, you know. So. Uh, we we really have no answers to that. So I thought Cleveland would have, you know, made him the starting quarterback. Apparently, we saw today that that's not the case. That they uh, were ready to move on and have uh, done so. I, I think, I think by Cleveland making this move, I think Cleveland knows how long Deshaun Watson is going to be out. I think they have a pretty good feel for how long he's going to be out or they've, or they've already been notified and just, it hasn't been made public yet. Right. Because it don't make no sense. If you don't know if Watson's going to be out a whole year, a year or not, it don't make sense to make this trade right now. Uh, and cause if you hold on to Baker, some teams might have injuries and you might be able to get more for Baker l- later on in the season. Right. So and- I th- it makes me wonder if they if they at least know that Watson's going to get to play sometime this season. Right. I think that they might have found that out, and that's why they went ahead and made this move now instead of instead of waiting. And obviously, this team is banking on Deshaun Watson. They hired their own investigate uh, investigators to, you know, do their due diligence on Deshaun Watson. Um, you know. They obviously see something in him. You know, a lot of people uh, don't think this is the best move for the team. A lot of people wouldn't agree with it because they think that he's now, you know, um, a a bad individual. Like he's been classified as someone who is like, you know, a rapist or someone that has done something very, very bad. That's very disrespectful to women. So a lot of people will always have a different outlook on him. They want they want they won't view him the same anymore. Oh. You know, and so this kind of looks bad for Cleveland in a sense. Uh now they're guilty by association because you know they're they're turning to Deshaun Watson to be their starting quarterback. Somebody who has uh, a, a bevy of civil lawsuits pending against him. Um, I mean, it's not good. It's been an ugly situation. We've seen what it's been like in recent weeks. It's chaos. It's chaos. It's um, uh, it's just not good at all, you know. And this kind of stuff creates a distraction, you know. So this is what Cleveland wants. Uh, this is how Cleveland is going about things, and they apparently uh, are, you know, in the Deshaun Watson era. Yeah, and this stuff with with Watson, it sucks because nobody's ever going to know the truth of of what right. happened. And right. So, and then that's one bad thing about for all the great stuff that you can do with the internet and social media. There's also a bad side to it. That's one of the bad sides to it is 
once you're once you're you're seen guilty in the social media eyes, it don't it don't matter what what happens anywhere else. You're always there's always going to people to believe that you done it. And like you said, you're not going to get looked at the same. Even though no charges have been brought against them yet, we're waiting to see what the, if the NFL find anything. But there's still people out there that are always going to believe that he done done whatever they believe, even without in, without uh, knowing if it, if it's the proof or not. But once it's out there, it's out there. In this day and age, I mean, it don't even have to go to uh, through the court of law. You 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 get found guilty on the internet quick. Exactly. And think about it. The NFL attracts a lot of women. There's a lot of uh, female viewers, uh, a lot of a lot of women who love football and they follow the NFL. And, you know, uh, it, it's the most watched sport among females. Uh, so, you know, the NFL is kind of in a way not handling this properly, properly that, you know, that can make a lot of people angry and, you know, you could lose um, a large percentage of your, of your fan base. Oh yeah. They, they need to handle this and they can't handle this. Like they did the Ray Rice stuff either. They need to handle it, a shift. You make a decision and then right. something, and then something else comes out and then you have to, you have to change it. Right. Cause this is a serious matter. You know, it's not something that you can ignore. Um, it's not something that you can just sweep under the rug and say, okay, we can forget about this now. Uh, this is in the past. No, it's not about that because you got to think about the victims that's involved. You got to think about not only the victims that's involved, but people who have been victimized by sexual assault. And there's a lot of people that takes that take this stuff seriously and they're very outraged about it. Uh, so the NFL has to has to do a better job in handling these situations. And they have to take some type of action. Uh, you know, but again, the NFL uh, has been called out in recent years publicly for their inaction, their indecisions, and their inconsistencies. And we've seen it. Uh, year after year after year, and and a, a lot of it has to do with the guy who is in charge of the league, and that's Roger Goodell. What what kind of what kind of suspension do you think Watson's going to get? Oh, you know it. You know it, it's really really hard. I think I can see him, if not a full season, uh, because that's a that's a that's harsh, and you know, I mean. Right now, these are allegations, right? And he's innocent until proven guilty, right? And we weren't there, Chris. Chris, me and you weren't there, so we don't really know what took place, right? Uh, all it is is hearsay, right? All it is is him being guilty by public opinion, really. Yep. Uh, but, you know, you can't please everyone, you know, and if you suspend them, there's going to be people that's not going to be happy campers. If you don't suspend them, there's going to be people that's going to be outraged and 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 raising hell because he didn't get suspended. But to answer your question, I can see him getting suspended half a season. I, I think maybe I was thinking fair, right? In fairness, six I said games. at the beginning of the year I, I was saying right. four to six games. Right. 
And then everybody was saying a year to two, three years. And I'm like, okay, if he done anything, he hasn't been proved. Two grand juries went and indicted him. So yeah, he has proved been or been proven guilty in criminal charges. Right. Now you have the civil suits, and he's settled like 20 of them out of court. So there's like two or three of them left. But yeah, he he probably he might have violated the NFL's uh moral policy or whatever they call it. I can't th- can't think of that word, but their policy, and that's yeah. why that he'll get suspended. But uh the conduct you know, I can understand that he'll get suspended because he violated that policy. But to me, to get a year and you haven't been proven guilty of any criminal charges, I think a year a year or more is just too I think too much. But what does this mean? Does this mean he goes on the exempt list? What happens? You know, what what message will the NFL send to Deshaun Watson? And that still remains to be seen because we don't know. Yeah. If they give him, I think there's going to be a big outrage if they give him a year or more, but there's going to be a big outrage if they only give him four games too. So it's going to be regardless. NFL's in a tough spot. Right. And it seems like they've been in a tough spot for years <laughs> with all that has happened in the league, you know, from, you know, the racial discrimination uh, to the, you know, the uh, domestic violence incidents to this one, you know. I mean, so, I mean they've had guys that played in the league that probably murdered somebody. For all we know, right. And I want to hope that's not the case, but you never know. I mean, just so it's, man, yeah, it's a tough situation. But before we move, talk some NBA, do you think Baker will be the week one starter for the Panthers? Yes, I think you throw him out there. I think there's a possibility. I don't know. I think you could also break him into the offense. You might start the first week with Sam Darnold, kind of fill things out first. See how he is, but I doubt that he's gonna. This could be a, this yeah. could be a good thing for Sam Darnold. Maybe them bringing in and and having a competition. Maybe it'll make that's, him step up. This may push him to work extra hard. And if, this, if I'm not if right. I'm not rule, I tell both him and Baker it's an open competition because right. competition both brings will, out the best. Right, and, and both will be competing for the starting job. So yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I think Baker's well. better, so I think Baker will get win the starting job. But I think if they look at it as a competition, you're going to get the most out of both of them. Right, you're going to see a, a more uh, productive Sam Darnold. Uh, but you know, I, I watched a lot of Sam Darnold at USC, and even though the talent is there, uh, this guy tend to be reckless, you know, and that's how he was at USC. It's very reckless. He has arm talent, but he don't, he, right. he don't have it all uh, right, right. mental-wise yet. Mental-wise, right. He has the mechanics, like you said, but mentally he doesn't have I it. And not about, I think he's is just a little bit slow at processing everything because right. there's so much a quarterback. At, people don't realize it. it's not just, you're not just back there. They got the center snaps the ball. And you you look around and throw the ball. No, there's everybody has to be in their right positions. And as a quarterback, you got to get everybody there. Right. So you're, and then you got to process: Is this guy open? Where's the defense going? Right. I just don't think his 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 eyes have gotten that good yet. Right. That's the difference between a, being a good quarterback and a guy like Tom Brady or Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers, and those guys. Them guys can process 
everything that's going on the field in like a second and a half. And it and it and it's mostly decision making with him. Yep. Uh, you know, and his recklessness. Uh, that's the huge issue for him. You know, um, but decision making, decision making. Uh, not throwing into double coverage, not throwing into tight windows. Uh, you know, uh, eliminate the number of dangerous passes that you throw. You know, and that's something that we see with Sam Donald. That's something we saw a lot at USC. Uh, so it's not surprised to see that uh, happening in the NFL as well. And, and, and that's going to be the same thing with Baker, too, because Baker will get in a bad habit of always wanting to roll to his right. Right. Even when the pocket isn't breaking down, he has to, he has to be, get where he'll stay in there and make the throws that he can make. But it, but his accuracy, I mean, his accuracy is going to have to get better. And, and yeah. And, and Sam Darnold, back to Sam Darnold real quick. He also looks scared sometimes under pressure. I noticed that. When hey, he said he was. See, he said he was seeing a ghost. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So when the pocket is collapsing, uh, he has a tendency to make more mistakes with the football. Yeah, yeah. I will never forget that night. ESP had aired it when he was mic'd up. Yeah. yeah. Why would you do him like that for? He's already having a terrible night, and you then you just have to let the world know that he's seeing ghosts. That's that's why, but that's why players don't like wearing mics a lot because t- them TV companies will do that to them sometimes. Yep. Make, you look, make you look dumb. Ah, uh, the misfortunes of USC quarterbacks in prior history. Yep. Well, and guys from uh, Alabama have been kind of the same too. There ain't been a whole lot of their quarterbacks don't do good in the NFL. Right. And if yep. you look some some like. Rodgers didn't. Aaron Rodgers didn't go to a big time college, right? That's Tom strange. Brady did. He went to Michigan. Peyton Manning went to Tennessee. I mean, you see some of the guys that didn't go to big time colleges that can come in and play quarterback, right? Ben Roethlisberger. Yep. Another one. Yep. Miami of Ohio. Well, that's that's the same same conference as the college here in Muncie, Ball State. Dan Marino, that's in the Mac. one of my favorites, coming out of Pitt. Yep. So, I mean, you, they don't always come from the, your top programs. A lot of them top programs are, they just have, they have, they have the offense, all oh, the better offensive line and defensive lines. And that's right. That's what, and, and that's what wins in college football. And if, they have, if your offensive line holds up, you're good. And if your defensive line can get to the quarterback. Right. And they have college, you got to remember too, they have college stars and campus legends who can't translate to the NFL. They can't adapt to the pro style. They they can't adapt to, you know, a league where there's full of grown men and and a league that's filled with, you know, physicality and and and, and so much pressure and and guys coming at you and and sometimes guys that were able to do it at the college level, they just can't, you know, do that at the NFL level. No, and mo- most of the guys that come off those best teams like Alabama and your teams are always there at the top. Right. Most of them that do good in the NFL are, are their linemen. I mean, you know what I mean? Are their linemen? It's, not mo- it's usually, not, their, it's usually not the skilled positions. Right. Right. It's usually not the skilled positions. It's usually, the, the, like you said, offensive linemen or even the, or even linebackers and defensive yeah, ends. De- and- yeah. Defensive linemen, but cornerbacks. 
I mean, look at Marlon Humphrey, right? He was doing good for a while over in Baltimore. And he he's an Alabama. He was an Alabama yeah. product. It just you seems know, like they're running back, like yeah. their running backs and their quarterbacks for some reason don't don't pan out on a high percentage. Right. But they're like you said, their defense defensive players and their offensive line do. Right. Like I mean, Troy Palomalu, he was another big name out of USC. Yep. And and he, you know, he was one of the best safeties to ever do it. Remember, I remember watching uh, that US. You know, I remember watching that USC team with uh, Reggie Bush and Leinert and all them, man. That was oh, that was that was a fun time. That was a fun time for for Southern California football. Oh yeah, I remember. And watching you you got to think too. That's all we had back then, as far as football, because we didn't have a pro team at the time. No, no, you didn't. Now you have two. Right. <laughs> oh, I still don't understand why they why they done that. To, and put two there. Um, it's Hollywood, man. It's you know this is the mecca of sports. You know it's it's a big media market out here. So the more teams, the merrier. You know, uh, the more you have to talk about, the the more that you know people will follow. And and here's the thing too. Uh, you think the you think that the fans will. The crowds will start picking up for the uh, Chargers now that they're if, if they uh, now start that they're having a better season. I was just about to go there. If they start winning games, yes, uh, because look, um, not all of our fans are like that, but we we hear it a lot, um, and and we get the reputation for being fair weather fans. I and I know you heard this yep. countless times as well. Not all of our fan our fans here are. Fairweather fans, but we do have a lot of fans here who will jump on a bandwagon once the team starts winning. And see, that's the thing about LA, man, and Southern California and this sports market. People out here, they love a winner. They love stars. Why you think all our teams are loaded with so much star power? Because the fans show up. You know, it puts butts in seats. Yep. These these players that the Rams have, that the Lakers have, that the Dodgers have. They are ticket sellers, you know. Yep. They they drive in, you know, the 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 fans. And you see, know, they, the, they entice this fan base. I think the Chargers numbers will go up, go up if they start winning because that's what happened with the Rams too. Well, the Chargers, man they they moved here for all the wrong reasons, and a lot of it was gre- corporate greed, right? Yep. Um. Uh, it was also the fact that they weren't happy with their stadium situation in San Diego. Uh, but they, they forgot one thing. You alienated an, enti- an entire fan base. Yep. Well, same right. thing with the, with St. Louis moving to Los Angeles. It was all over a stadium as well. Right. right. So they there's a big fo- There's a big football fan base in St. Louis. Right. So they alienated both of those uh, both of those franchises. Honestly, alienated their fan bases to come here because of money, greed, and because they know it's Hollywood. You know they they, they know that people are gonna pay attention, especially if they put a winning product on the field. Why you think the Rams went all in? Why you think the Chargers have done what they've done in recent years? 
You know, and then I heard in the news that Dean Spanos is getting sued by his sister. <laughs> so, I, I mean, you know, uh, Dean Spanos, though, he he doesn't understand that a whole in, that that whole entire city in San Diego, mind you, turned against the Chargers. From what I from my understanding, I have a buddy that lives in San Diego. He's actually a podcaster and a journalist as well. And he will tell you from experience that those fans out there now are Raiders fans. I kid you not. Charger fans have become Raider fans. Yeah, that, that don't surprise me. You know, uh, but I, I will say this, though, man. Those fans got robbed. Uh, San Diego, by the way, is a very underrated Southern California city. It's beautiful out there. It doesn't get the love that it deserves. And a lot of that, <clears throat> oh, excuse me. A lot of that is because everyone talks about L.A. Everyone talks about San Francisco. But they never talk about San Diego. And it's just so absolutely Gorgeous and beautiful out there. I would actually live out there. I would buy a home out there, actually, to be honest with you. I think the NFL needs to put a team back in St. Louis. If they expand, I'd put another team back in St. Louis because, man, the, X- the XFL was selling 60,000 seats in St. Louis. Oh, yeah. They miss football over there. Uh, they they definitely miss it. Uh, but, you know, I think, I think, um, St. Louis is more of a baseball town. I mean, that's Cardinals Nation. Oh, yeah. They're they're a big baseball town as well. They're a big baseball town. And before the Rams got there, the Cardinals were all they had. So a lot of those fans, you know, they they were really standing, you know, with the Cardinals and cheering them on, rooting for them. And, you know, you go back to the Ozzie Smith days and, you go back to the days where they they've always been a rich franchise. So yeah, they've been a th- people there. They they really love the car. Been a thorn a thorn in my red side for <laughs> a years. Oh yeah, I yeah. don't always get lucky. Yeah. For you, because you're a, that's right, you're a Redskin. Yeah. yeah, yep. See, I always get always got lucky because my son's a big St. Louis Cardinals fan. Okay, and, uh, okay, I remember you sharing that. Yeah. And me and him, we, we every, every time me and him and dad would go to a Reds versus Cardinals game, the Reds would, we, me and dad would get lucky and the Reds would always win. That, that might be the only game they win in that series. They might lose the next two games of the series, but every time we, us three went to the game together, the Cardinals, Cardinals would always get beat. My son would be so mad. And then like <laughs> the next day, the Cardinals would beat the Reds like 10 nothing the day, <laughs> the next day when we didn't go. But yeah, every time we went, the Reds would win. But we had some good, we had some good seats. And uh, man, one of the baseball games were fun. You might remember when uh, the Dodgers would always play the Cardinals in the in the playoffs, and we would always lose every year to them. And it, it used to be so frustrating as a Dodger fan. You're sitting there like, oh, this again. Like we thought we had you this year, and then no, once again the Cardinals break our hearts. You know, and, and they were really, and the Cardinals really wouldn't have that like. Well, they had pull holes, but after that, and it wasn't like they had a bunch of big superstars on their team. Right. But they just had a great group, a great group of guys that were good at what they did, what they were asked to do. Right, and they get hot at the right time. Yep, and then they have always had good pitching. Right, that's what's killing them this year. They only two of their starters are doing any good. If the, right. any of the other pitchers would was doing a uh, pitch worth of crap, they'd be. Solid well, first place. It ain't over yet. We still got a second half, and sometimes their pitchers. You know, if you if you look at history, 
their pitchers peak at the right time, and that's usually around September and October. Because right now, McCullis and Wainwright are pitching real well, but they really, the rest of the starters aren't having uh, Jack pitched well. Jack is still out, right? Yeah, I think he's still out. Yeah. Yep. So if I remember right, he came back, to, pitched one game, and then they put him back. They put him back uh, down. Oh, okay. So he's still not a hundred percent. He's still no. he's still ailing. Okay. Let's talk and a little. Let's talk a little NBA. Oh, go ahead. Speaking of the Cardinals, we play them next week. The Dodgers do. Oh yep. Yeah. yeah. The Dodgers win today. The they're playing right now. Oh, no, yeah, they're playing right now. Yep. What's the score, by the way? Against the Rockies? Yes. Uh oh, it looks like somebody just Colorado's up one nothing in the top of the sixth. Well. Hopefully we win. We won yesterday's game. We won the this this is the final game of the series. This is a series finale. We won the first two. You see, Reds went one and two in the series against the Mets. Okay. We've That's been on it. a roll. We've been on a roll. We 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 took we took three of four against the Padres, and now we have a chance to sweep the series tonight against Colorado. Did you see those, uh, Did you see them uh, Fourth of July hats that all the uh, baseball teams were wearing? Uh-huh. Man, yeah, I, did I, you thought like those, them? I thought those were nice. You can still order them. You can get them at Fanatics. Yeah, I'm gonna order. I'm gonna probably order me a Cincinnati. I know you're gonna get one because you're a Cavs guy. You're a Cap guy. Oh yeah. But I saw those. Like man, I like those. I didn't get to watch. I really didn't watch much of the game on the fourth because I was. Oh yeah. I, I, I remember. I was, well, I've done a sh- one show in the morning. No. No, Monday was the fourth. I didn't do much on Monday. We was gonna do a cookout, but we ended up doing it yesterday because the kids had to work on Monday. Oh so we, man. So we done our little fourth Fourth of July cookout uh, yesterday. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, yesterday was just a lazy day for me, man. I I kind of laid around. I, I wrote an article, as you might have saw, posted it. Uh, Kyrie Irving article I did. Um, that was about it, though. I I just laid around and just watched baseball. And then on the Fourth of July, I did the same thing. I I watched baseball and ate and got fatter. You know. Yeah, we went to a big yeah. cookout on. Uh... What I did, and we went to a big cookout on Saturday, and I had brisket, uh, pork butt, big mm. pork burgers that they made that they oh, um, nice. they ground themselves and made. And man, I ate so much food that day. Then Sunday yeah. I came, we got and we camped out there. And then we came home Sunday, and as soon as I hit my bed, I was I was out. <laughs> yeah, I, I pigged out. I pigged out on Monday. Um. Well, before we move on to the NBA, do you think the 49ers or no, the rumors are the 49ers might release Jimmy D Jimmy G if no trade? I didn't, I don't think they're going to. I think Jimmy G's gonna start for the 49ers. I don't think they're sold on Trey Lance. Jimmy D Jimmy Jimmy D Jimmy G sounds like a rapper name, by the way. <laughs> you know, but his name is sometimes a struggle to pronounce. So we just say Jimmy G. Do I think they're going to release him? Uh, interesting. John Lynch, man, he has done a good job in the front office, by the way. I have to give him applause for yes. the way he has, you know, run that organization. Great job by him. Great work. I think Jimmy G stays around. I don't I don't know how confident or how ready they are to 
throw, you know, Lance out there. You know, I, I think, you know, it's still a learning experience for him. Yep. Um, I, I think he's waiting in the wings, you know, and I think he's still kind of learning, adapting to the to the pro game, you know. So I, I don't see them I don't see them uh letting Jimmy G just walk or no I don't see I don't see them releasing him. He's yeah. not that great of a quarterback, you know. You're getting Debo Samuel back. If man, I think uh I think they worked out their 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 differences, didn't they? I think so. I think if you're if you're the 49ers, you keep Jimmy G, play him this year, because the the only thing that can happen is his value go up. Right. So why why not if you're not confident in Lance, you play Jimmy G in there. You don't want to you don't want to lose him by releasing him and not get anything for him. If you're right. not confident in Lance, let Jimmy G start this year. If he leads you on another good playoff run and you don't ha- and his shoulders okay, don't have to have another surgery, then there's going to be a lot more teams that'll trade for him. Yeah, that's why people teams haven't been interested in him right now is because he just he's coming off shoulder surgery. Right. Well, you know he's a game manager at best. You know, uh, he'll win you games, but he has to have a strong running game behind him to do that. You, you saw what. Debo was everything for that 49ers team last season. They could say whatever they want to say. He was everything. Oh, he, no. was quarterback. Yeah. he was the running back. He was the wide receiver. He was the guy on special teams. He was everything for that team. He was the heart and soul of that 49ers team. Yeah. You know? Well, I'm saying is Gar- if Garoppolo has, has another decent or another season like he did last year and he's not injured, uh, there'll be more teams interested in interested in him because yeah. there's teams always look, looking for a quarterback. Yeah, but I mean, hey, there's always there's always a team looking for one, right? I mean, hell, Carolina, hell, Carolina might want him if Baker don't pan out. <laughs> <laughs> and I and I hate um, I hate saying that because I, I like Matt Rule. I think he's a good coach. I want I want to see him succeed in the NFL, but. He just hasn't had he hasn't had any luck at all. No, he hasn't. McCaffrey keeps getting hurt. Right. And there's times that that team has looked good. And then there's other times it's like, man, what's going on here? Yeah, what's going on? Like you can't really identify the team. And what scares me about Matt Rule is the team was better in his first his first year than than Didn't what is it? it's been getting worse than getting better. It, right. <laughs> It's going backwards for him. Yeah, you think yeah. your second or third year should be getting better. It's like, no, you're you're going backwards, man. You better put that car back and drive. Right. He's driving in reverse. <laughs> and then another thing, let's talk some NBA before we get out of here. Cause I was thinking I was sitting here earlier thinking, and I think there's a good chance that Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving are going to be on the Brooklyn Nets roster at the start of the season. Because the Nets have all the leverage. Irving opted in. Durant signed to a four-year deal. So, all well, they you, yeah, they can sit out. But, okay, sit out. You, you don't want to play. What are you going to do, Durant, not play for four years of your career? Then that's going to hurt your pockets even more if you don't play. Especially Kyrie Irving. He's already lost a lot of money. Yeah, there's only one, according to everything I hear, there's only one team interested in Kyrie, and that's the Lakers. Right. 
And then I also heard that Jeannie Buss has called off all deals. And then with Durant, the Nets know they have all the leverage, and they're they're ask, they're asking for the for the whole farm. And I just don't know if there's going to be that many teams. There's not that many teams that have a package to give what the Nets want. So that right. narrows the teams down too. And if I'm the Nets, I'm not worried about what teams Durant want. They go, well, Durant wants to go this team. Hey, I, you signed a contract with us. You don't want to honor it. You're going to go he's, wherever I trade. You're going to go wherever I trade you. He says he wants to team up with two superstars. <laughs> yes, bro. How much? Hey, I want to get your opinion. How much is it? How much does this hurt his legacy? Uh, it, his legacy takes a hit. It, it takes a hit. But you know what? Every like, time oh, it gets tough, he, every time it gets tough, he wants to leave. Every time he gets tough. Every time, yeah, every time he gets tough, he wants to leave. But you know what, uh, Chris? We always measure a player's greatness by, you know, uh, what he accomplishes as a player, right? Yeah. Or sometimes, depending, we measure them on the number of championships that they have, right? Well, Chris, understand something that winning cures everything. So if KD continues to oh, win, yeah. throughout, if if KD continues to to win uh, throughout his career, all of this stuff about him moving from team to team, joining uh, these uh, joining superstar players to form super teams. All of this nonsense about that would just go out the window. Yeah, it and won't get talked about near as much. And it won't get talked about as much. And we won't overshadow his legacy. He will still have a legacy no matter what. Oh, yeah. People sometimes, people sometimes measure greatness on the number of championships. Not only do they measure greatness on the number of championships, but their individual accolades as well. This is a guy who's won the finals MVP when he was uh, playing for the Warriors. This is a guy who helped the Warriors win two championships when he was there. Yeah, but now if he leaves here and he goes and he doesn't win. Right. Oh, man. Everybody's going to be on him. I mean, he's still going to be known as a great player. Why you done in the court? But everybody's gonna be on you. Let you left and, there because you weren't happy, and you went here, and you went. You weren't able and to that's win. Why he opens himself yep. to public ridicule because <clears throat> because he can't sit still, and that's probably why no team wants to give up. There's no mistaken. He's one of the best players. He's one of the top top, top three oh, four players in the oh, in the world no when he, when he's no doubt about it. No one questioning his competitiveness. Yeah. He's top no, three four in the world. You know, no. He's definitely one of the best. He's widely considered. It's, uh, it's up here. Right. It's mental. He, he, look, he's obviously considered one of the best players in the world. Right? We hear that all the time. Right? He gets the best player in the world label all the time. It's just his attitude and the way he goes about things. This guy always wants to leave when something goes wrong. You know? And... You know, one minute you're content, then the next minute you're discontent. All of a sudden, you're you're, you're crying, whining, saying that you want to be traded. You know, dude, you you have to find a home, stay there. You know, be patient, stick it out. You know, uh, I I don't see why he wants to be traded from and- Brooklyn. Just work it out with Kyrie Irving. Make make something happen there. You you guys. Formed this super team. Look, Kyrie Irving 
Kyrie Irving joined forces with KD to build something special in Brooklyn. Well, because right? Kyrie wanted to go to Brooklyn, and Brooklyn didn't want just Kyrie. Like, right? You, you oh. get you get KD to come with you, then we'll talk. Right. So you 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 formed this super team. Said you don't and, need no coach. Right. Said you don't need no coach, and then after <laughs> one year, now you want to break up. up. You want to split up and break break this up. You know, ridiculous. That's ridiculous. what I'm saying. If I'm the Nets, I'm not, I'm not worried about trading you where you want to go. I'm going to trade you where what's best for right. for us. And that's why he gets criticized. And I don't think no team. Here's another thing, Chris. I don't think any team out there is willing to give up all their young assets because Sean Marks is going to ask for a lot in return. Oh yeah, and especially after what they got for uh, Utah got for Gobert. Yeah. So if, if Utah got all that for Gobert, you can only imagine what the Nets are going to get for Kevin yeah, Durant. Utah got three players and four first-round picks for, for Gobert. And that's what Sean Marks is going to want, the general yeah. manager of, of the Nets. He's going to want yeah. the same thing, if not more. And do you think a franchise is foolish enough to give up their young assets for a guy who it can, be. A, a year later, say, you know what, I don't want to be here anymore. Trade right. See, that's why I think there's a good chance that he's still on the Nets this season because right. uh, this Gobert trade hurt hurt Durant. It hurt his chances of getting traded because I now the, the price for him for the Nets just has gotten even higher. Yeah. And the Nets aren't going to budge. And, hey, I don't blame them. Hey, if you're going to give up – you're giving up that kind of talent, get, get as much compensation as you can get. And and if you can't get it, hey, you're under contract. You either play or you don't play. I then it's on you. Right. And I think if Kyrie Irving and Kevin and Durant stay together. And they've made some moves that make me think that them guys might still be there. They brought in T.J. Warren from Indiana, who in the yeah. bubble looked like a superstar, then has been hurt the last two seasons. So, I mean, but the dude can score. He's a scorer. He's a scorer. And if he stays healthy, he could definitely complement both of those guys' games. And he's a decent defender as well. Right, and I feel Ben Simmons, if he gets his act together, if he oh, finds the damn game, he yeah. could complement their game too because, you know, he has that ability to spread the floor. Yep. Why? Because he's an incredible playmaker. See, that's what people forget about Ben Simmons. I keep saying Golden State, Golden State needs to go get Ben Simmons. But see, that's what I, I – and I totally agree with you because last summer I did a video – talking about that, that I felt he was the perfect fit. He's a younger and better Draymond. Right. He compliments Steph Curry's game. And he's a great defensive player. He might not have the complete package because why does every NBA star has to be he don't a have jump shooter? Shoot three. Yeah. We don't need you to shoot the exactly. three. We need you to get rebound, we need to shoot the facilitate. Well, first, and well he can first number one, they need him to play a game first. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But that's if you get him bought in first, right? They if you get him, him bought in at Golden State, he could be a guy that could replace Draymond Green as since as Draymond's getting older. Right, and you know the knock on Ben Simmons is that he's a terrible shooter, that he can't shoot. You know, but um, hey, you know he brings other things to the game. Like he's a he's a versatile defender. Uh, you know he's a great passer. He can get to the know? rim. I know this sounds crazy, then people might say I'm I'm silly for saying this, but I'm gonna say it. He's a jump shot away from being a LeBron James. 
Yeah, because he's a great Rudy. finisher around the rim, can get to the rim, right. can play defense. He just right. he don't have a shot. Exactly. But if you're on a team like the Warriors, we don't need you to shoot the three. No. They we don't. Shooters. That's why they have a prolific backcourt made up of Steph Curry and, and Clay Thompson. And then you got Jordan Poole that could knock down threes. And then you got Andrew Wiggins who had a breakout uh, postseason. The guy well, was an absolute stud. A lot of people say that are oh. thinking that KD is going to end up back in the uh, at Golden State. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't see Golden State giving up all that. That's a Godfather deal. That's more than a Godfather deal. That's a grand Godfather deal. And My I heard I've I've heard rumors that package? I've heard rumors that some of the Warriors players were upset that they didn't uh, keep uh, Gary Payton the second. I mean, well, he was a. Big part of that team, you know. I heard, I heard, really I heard it didn't sit well with some of the uh, some of the players in the locker room. I read a couple reports about that. Well, you know, you lost a great defender. Yep. And you you lost a guy who was, you know, uh, becoming a solid role player on that team. You know, you you saw the maturity, you saw the flashes of maturity, you saw the athleticism, you saw what he could do on both ends of the floor. You saw how aggressive he was. You know, you saw the intensity that he brought each night. You know, and, and to lose that, that's a big loss. You, you know, and, and they're not going to realize it until probably sometime next season. Uh, they're not going to realize it probably to the playoffs. No. Because he, he, was big, he was big in that final series, especially on the defensive end. Exactly. Because when he got hurt, I was like, "Oh, Warriors could be in trouble." Because that really hurts them on the defensive end. But they were able they were able to keep moving on. But they really, if they wouldn't have had him in the finals, I think they'd have, they would have really missed him. But the Warriors, man, they have nothing to worry about. They're still in good shape. They could, yeah. you know, they could still run it back with the pieces they have. They can repeat as champions. They have the team, you know. As long as they don't do that that dumb trade for. KD, they'll be just fine. You I don't know, think they would. The, I don't that think would be the dumb, if they did, that would be the dumbest trade in Bay Area sports history. I don't that, think would rank, that would rank high up there like the Rockies trading away Nolan Arenado. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's how dumb that would be if they actually pursued KD and gave up all basically their championship roster. <laughs> they just I just saw this. The uh Panthers gave more to trade up to get Matt Corral than what they they, they just gave to trade for Baker Mayfield. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. That's how fall that's how fast Baker's fell from number one pick in the draft to we trade you for a fifth round pick. It's just or maybe a fourth round, depending on how much he plays. If he plays like seven over seventy percent of the snaps, it's a fourth round pick. Well, he got a chance this season to silence all his critics and prove all his doubters wrong. Yeah, and you're—I mean, you're with a guy that's supposed to be a pretty good offensive coach. So we'll see what happens. It's, it's going to be, be a great NFL season. I'm so excited. He better hope. See, he better hope Christian McCaffrey stays healthy. He needs him to stay healthy. Oh, he—he he needs a solid run game. Guard. And they play. And the Browns and Panthers play first game of the season, so that's going to be fun. No, he definitely needs a solid run game behind him. 
And, and McCaffrey also not just in the running game. He can be that, that outlet when you're under pressure that you can run screens and stuff with, and he can he could take it to the house at any moment. Right, right. And then, yeah, you could, you know, do some trickeration yep. stuff. Yeah. And they say they're not going to trade Sam Darnold, so I guess Darnold will be the back, be Baker's backup probably. Competing for the starting job. It's got, that's going to be interesting too. NFL's getting closer. I can't wait. I love football season. I love football season too. I love all seasons. Yep. I love baseball, but baseball season don't for I mean I watch like every Reds game, but when I really get hyped up about baseballs after the all-star break. Okay. Because you know, I mean you start that's when you start seeing what the playoffs are gonna kind of look like and then playoff yep. baseball. Now that's one I don't think there's anything hardly better to watch than playoff baseball. Playoff baseball is fun to watch. Oh, October. Oh, uh, when October. October comes, yeah. And you know, like I like I shared with you before, that's a tradition in our house. Cause my dad, man, he he was infatuated with baseball. Like it was huge in our house. We were so enamored with the game of baseball, especially in the nineties. Just had a different feel to it. You know, oh, you yeah. had uh you you had an uh a remarkable collection of talent out there on the field, you know, and that was just a cool time to grow up and watch baseball. And then I think what helped baseball too, it was marketed a lot better, you know, back then, you know. And also, you know, you know, you was getting all these baseball movies like Angels yeah. in the Outfield, The Sandlot, The Rookie, you know. Sandlot and I, kinda, yeah, I think that kind of one of the best movies ever made. Right. <laughs> and I think those movies inspired yep. people to watch baseball, you know, so Fill the I, dreams always. Right. Yeah, exactly. Fill of dreams was a good one too. And speaking of fill of dreams, by the way, yep. Fill of dreams game is coming up soon. And you know, that would have been exciting to actually be there to experience that in person. I hope they do that next year because if they do that, will give me t- time to save up and travel to Iowa to experience that, I would, oh, I would, I would love to go watch the Reds and Cubs right. this year. Yeah, to be, yeah, to be a part of the atmosphere, that would be great. And just to see the scenery, take some pictures. You know, I would take Maddie out there. Uh, you know, and and my fiance, and we we would go out there and just stay for a few nights in Iowa. Oh yeah, that'll be another state that I can mark off my chest, uh, my my check. Excuse me, my checklist. You know, because I've been to a number of states, but Iowa's one I've never been to. And that right there, I could mark it off my list and say I actually been. Yeah, I want to go to every uh, Major League Baseball stadium. That's what I'm wanting to do. That's a great bucket list, by the way, man. I would would love to experience every uh, baseball stadium, too. I hear some good things about PNC Park. I hear good things about Kauffman Stadium in Kansas City. You know, um, Dodger Stadium, I've seen it too many times. I I live here. So, yeah. you know, Dodger Stadium, man, it's one of the oldest stadiums in baseball. They, they, they you know, they remodeled it, right? Like, yep. they, it's a renovation on it. Uh, you know, they, they finally have a front entrance to the, to the stadium. They have a main gate now. Um, they have a statue of Sandy Koufax. They have, they been had the Jackie Robinson statue, but they moved it all on the same level. Where you could take a picture yeah. next to it. Um, it's just a different uh uh it's just a different 
feel now at the ballpark, you know. It's more modernized now. Um, they did a lot of work to it. But it's still an old stadium. It's not like, you know, some of these new stadiums now that's that's coming along. It's not like Lone Depot Park, uh, a park that's so beautiful, that's an absolute palace, but can't sell out a damn crowd. Yep. You know? Well, I've, I've been to – my favorite one I've been to is uh, Camden Yards in Baltimore. I hear that's a beautiful one too. It, it's pretty – yeah, it's, it's a beautiful, pretty cool diamond. I love the Cincinnati <clears throat> Cincinnati Reds Great Great American Ballpark. I hear a lot about that one too. And I've been to the Chicago White Sox. There, I've been to their new stadium there in Chicago. It, it was it was okay. It's probably it's probably my least favorite that we've been. Kaminsky I've been to. Park, Kaminsky Park. That that's yeah. what it was known as back in the day when yeah. I was growing up. They called it Kaminsky yeah. Park. But then we went to Detroit, and I'll tell you what, that's a real nice ballpark. Uh, Comerica. Comerica in Detroit? Yep. My son was wrestling in a uh, world championship wrestling tournament at Ford Field. Okay. When he was like five years old. And uh, when you registered, you got this bag that had like a shirt and, and stuff in it. One side of the bag, there was a voucher where you could buy uh, tickets for the uh, uh, Cleveland Indians against the Detroit Tigers. Oh, uh, gotcha. for six bucks. So when, when well, when uh, we all got done, when all the kids got done wrestling, later, there was a game that night. So we all we all went over there and went and watched the game. Six bucks a piece. Was like, oh yeah, we'll go watch a Tigers uh, Tigers game. It's a cool place. has a has a Ferris wheel uh, there in the concourse that kids can get on and stuff. I mean, oh, what? It's it's pretty it's pretty it's pretty cool. Dodger Stadium got an AM PM. Too much good stuff. <laughs> yeah, but uh, uh, yeah, I would like to travel more and see some some baseball games in different cities and stuff. Like, like I want to get to Boston, see Fenway. Oh, Fenway, that would be a great place to see. I still need to go yeah. Wrigley. I got to get to Wrigley too, because just because it's Wrigley, even though I can't, I'm not a Cubs fan at all. But Dr. Mike, man, Mike lives out there. Yeah, my sister lives out there too. Okay, I'm, I'm going to get with Mike because. My, my girl's a big uh, Cubs fan. I'm a Reds fan. And I took her to see the Cubs and Reds hit Cincinnati. So next time we're going to go watch Cubs and Reds in Chicago. We play them tomorrow. They're, they're coming here to L.A. for four. The Cubs? Yeah, so four-game series yep. starting tomorrow. Thursday, think, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I think they got beat. To, I think the Cubs lost today. If I remember right when I saw highlights earlier. The Angels won today because Shohei Otani yep. was dominant on the mound, man. This guy. Ain't at the plate. <laughs> he has mastered the art of pitching and the art of hitting. It's incredible to watch. It's incredible to watch his growth because he's a, he's a remarkable two-way player. I mean, this Judge guy, a grand slam the, game the day. He's extraordinary. He's, he's an otherworldly talent. It's just amazing, but it's really, really sad that the Angels keep losing games and they have two, they have arguably two of the best players in baseball. How yeah. does that happen? Oh, oh, and then yeah. you got Iglesias out here throwing sunflower seeds on the field. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, hey, you know what? That was a priceless moment, though. I had to keep going back and watch that video. I wish, he, I wish Iglesias was still a red. <laughs> Oh man, he he's the closer for the Angels now. Yep. 
He was our closer last year. Nice that he has, last season. Yeah. The nice that he get the opportunity to actually close, you know. Yeah. Because the Angels lost yesterday, but they won today. They were able to. And thankfully, that's because of who was pitching. Shohei Otani. And then he, had, then he, he hit a two-run homer today, I know. Yeah, he helped his own cause, yeah. yeah. And and he does that quite often, too. Yeah. I mean, th- this guy deserves the comparisons of Babe Ruth. And then you have Aaron Judge, who's just on fire. He had a grand oh, slam today. Man. Aaron Judge, man, he didn't stole first base. He stole second base. He stole third base. He ran all the way home, and he's running away with the uh, AL MVP. I mean, he got it in the bag. I think the only person that has a chance maybe be Otani, if Otani can really dominate the second yeah. rest of the season like he's been, like he's capable of. Yeah, uh, yeah, and and, and Judge would have to cool off. Judge would have to cool off for a period. Oh, he would have to cool off, yeah. But you know what? It's an individual award. But even though it is, it usually goes to the player with yep. the winning record. Yep. And I don't have a problem with that. Some people right. do, but I don't have a problem with it. I mean, if if they're the best team, they probably they probably have a, a guy on there that has the best that was the most valuable player that you can't, really can't argue because. Without them, without having that, they're not going. They're not going to be win that many games. Mm-hmm. And Judge, he's finally showing what he can do when it, when he's uh, healthy. But is he going to stay healthy for the whole season? That's not. That's the. That's what worries me. And you still got the month of August. You still got all of this month, and you still got the month of August and September. You got the dog days of the baseball season, right oh, around a couple of weeks before All Star break, isn't it? Yeah. It's a, it's in LA this year, isn't it? Yep. I won't be there though. I'll be watching from home. That's how I'll be watching it. I was, <laughs> gonna go, I was gonna go when it was in Cincinnati a few years ago. I remember when it was at Great America. And uh I was gonna go, but I got on there to try to get tickets, and it, all they had left was standing room only tickets. Oh For, and, and it was like like 200 bucks or something. I'm like, I'm not paying $200 to stand. stand up. <laughs> and then it said, and one of them said, no, no field view. I mean, you're there though, yeah. but when I, when I was, you couldn't even see the field. I'm like, no, I'm not paying $200 to go to a game. I can't see the field. I'm watching it on TV. I can stay at home and watch it on TV. Right. What's the point of being there? If you can't see the field, <laughs> they're just trying to sell you a ticket. Just so yeah. you, yeah. you can say you was at the all-star game. Hey, look at me. I mean, <laughs> But but look at the look at the view. Yeah, like, there ain't no way I'm paying. Like, I'm taking a selfie. I'm taking a selfie, pretending like I'm sitting down the front front row and I'm really sitting up high and I can't see the field. I couldn't believe. I, I said, "There's no way I'm going to a game if I can't see the field." Now, come on. Yeah, that's ridiculous. I'll there, sit at home and watch it either if I can't see the field. And honestly, I like watching the home run derby more than I like the actual All Star game. Anyway. Oh, that's exciting, and that's gonna be in L.A. And if it's hot like it is now. That ball's gonna be carrying. Oh yeah, ball fly. Yeah, it's gonna fly here in Southern California. It was, it was like ninety nine degrees here yesterday. Oh yeah, it's been pretty warm and here I, too. We've the humidity was terrible though. Humidity about kill kill you. Oh yeah, I believe it because you guys get rain too. Yeah. So then, yeah, that yeah that increases the humidity. The humidity, yeah, yeah. So what do you think is going to happen? Where do you think Durant's going to end up at? You know, it's hard to tell right now, but if I had to pick a team, um, it won't be Miami. 
It won't be any of the teams on his wish list. It'll be a mystery team, but I don't know who it would be. I'm going. I'm. I'm going to say he's still with the Nets at the start of the season. Yeah, I, I, I'll, I'll agree with you and say he's still with the Nets at the start of the season. Because, like you said, the Nets have the leverage, and he's still under contract. And you know what? These players nowadays they need to learn how to honor their contracts. If you, I agree. If you look, if you look, if you're gonna sign a four year contract, you know you gotta be obligated, and you you have an obligation to fill. And you have uh, responsibilities to fulfill, so I think I think that these players need to start honoring their contracts and stop wanting out when something doesn't work out or when something doesn't go your way. You know, if I'm an owner of a team, when uh, the cl- new new CBA comes up, I, I'd be wanting to get it in there where the max deals are like two year deals. I'll give right. you a two year deal start giving you players two-year deals because you guys only want to be here for one or two years and you're ready to go on if it's not if we're not doing as good as you want so i'm not going to sign you to a four or five year deal anymore and then have to try to trade you and, and change my whole team because a year well and that's the thing his four-year deal hasn't even started yet it starts this year yeah you know what yeah. I mean? we just signed you to a four-year extension and you want to trade i'll be like now on, I'm giving you. I'm giving players one two-year deals. See, this is the problem with Kevin Durant. He runs when you know the team starts losing and when they can't win games. And and you know, look, it was a disaster last season for for uh, the Nets, right? But you could you could place a lot of the blame on Kyrie Irving, right? Because this is a guy. Yeah who missed a lot of games. And I wrote about that the other day. This is a guy who who missed, you know. He hasn't played over 65 games the last seven seasons. And a majority of those games were home games because of the, the, the mandate in the mandate. state of New York. You know, because, again, Kyrie Irving, he remained unvaccinated. Now, I'm, look. I'm I'm okay with you not wanting a vaccine. I'm I'm perfectly okay with you with with, with your wishes. Okay, um, I have no problem with that. You know, it was his personal choice not to get the vaccine. You know, it was also his personal choice to skip out and not play any games. You know, but what that did that ruined the Nets. See, that ruined their season because they couldn't. You know, they couldn't um, develop any cohesiveness. They couldn't develop any cohesiveness or they couldn't develop any chemistry because the team wasn't together for a full 82-game season. And, I mean, that that just hindered the development of, of, of team chemistry. And what it did, it destroyed the team's morale, you know. In three seasons, Irving and Durant played 58 games together. See? And then then that's another thing, too. Durant does not take on leadership. No, that's the the one knock on him. Great great player, great player, but he doesn't take on leadership. I think that's why he feels the need to play alongside you know, more than one superstar. Because if you look in, because he in, doesn't want the responsibility of being a leader. In Golden State, he didn't have he didn't have to be the leader. Right. 
you had Steph, you had Draymond. You didn't have to be the leader. And now, that, like you said, now he wants to go somewhere that has two stars. Right. So, so he. And you better hope one of those stars is a leader because if not, you're taking that team's taking a chance to look right. what Brooklyn and, looks like. And that was the problem with Brooklyn. And then to come out and say you don't need a coach, bro, you need a coach. You yeah, you cut your you yeah, cut Steve Nash's, you Nash's legs right out from under him as soon as he got there with that comment. Because now yeah. if if the younger players on the team. See that the stars don't respect the coach. How how can you? How are you going to expect the younger players on the team to? They're going they're going to follow what their stars do, right? So this team couldn't gel together because there was you know this team just couldn't they they couldn't gel because nobody had respect for the coach, and then you didn't have a true leader to keep it. You didn't have a true leader to hold everybody accountable, right? And that's the problem. Kevin Durant doesn't even hold himself accountable. So how can you? How do, would you think he would hold uh, somebody else accountable? <laughs> that's I mean, true. That's the, same, that's the same with Kyrie Irving too. Yep. Yeah, you Kyrie's know? not a leader. They got accountability issues. Not, and that's why Kyrie. That's why Kyrie's wanting to get back with LeBron. That's why Kyrie's not. He's not. LeBron. He's not a leader. Kyrie needs LeBron. He doesn't yeah. need Kevin Durant. LeBron is a totally different. Guy, and that's what I'm saying. If Kevin Durant was a leader, it would have worked to Kyrie because that's what Kyrie needs, right? That's why he's wanting to get back with LeBron because he knows I need I need that guy. And right. KD just isn't that. He's just not that guy. He's a great player, but he's not. He's not that leader like LeBron is or like Jordan was right. or Kevin Durant just plays. Yes, he just plays. That's it. That's all he does. And now you're gonna and now you're gonna let Steve Nash stand on the sideline for another year. Yeah, I can't believe they have I thought for sure they'd get rid of Nash. He's just there. Yeah. And he got man, he got severely outcoached in the playoffs. And that was Sean Mark's guy. He did. He got outcoached by Udoka. Udoka outcoached the hell out of him. Made him look silly. Yeah. Made him look like a guy that don't understand basketball. And we all know that's not the case with Steve Nash. Because yeah, if you're if you're a point guard at that level, you understand you have to understand basketball, but right. Like I said, a lot of it was his stars didn't show his stars didn't get behind him, so the rest of the team wasn't going to. Right. And they weren't listening to him. It's obvious. No, well, if you watched in the timeouts, you you would see Durant, 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 or Irving or somebody doing uh, talking to the other players. Nash is just kind of like standing there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> looked like looked like one of the assistants just standing there listening. He like, dude, you're the head coach, man. Come on. <laughs> yeah, he just got a job, man. He's just he's just chilling on the on the sideline. That's all. But man. I mean, sometimes it's hard for players that were great players to be coaches because if you're some, if you're a great player, you have self, you have self-motivation. You don't, but some of the mid mid-level players, they need motivated to stay focused. Right. And where the great players, when they try to coach, they just expect everybody to prepare like they did. Right. And it's, no, it, just because you prepared like that, they, they have, the majority of people do it. That's why everybody isn't at your level. 
Mm-hmm. I think that's what makes it hard for sometimes them guys to become coaches mm-hmm. because they expect everybody to already know this, know stuff and know this. And it's like, no, you, you got to show them because they don't, they didn't have it either. They, they didn't have your ability. So it don't, it didn't come as easy to them. Right. And I think that hurts. That's what makes it hard for some of them players to be coaches because they expect the players to prepare like they did. And it's like, no, you got to, you got to get these guys' ass motivated, motivate them sometimes. Yeah, and that's it. I mean, in reality, that's the coach's job, right? Yep. You know, that's what he's there for. But it didn't work out for for Brooklyn. I think they should try it again and see what happens. Man, these these WNBA games are getting crazy. They're scored one hundred sixteen to one hundred seven points now. I gotta, I gotta really, really follow the women's NBA more. I gotta sit down and really watch some games. It's got it. It's gotten a lot, lot better. I wrote an article on Brittany Griner today. Yeah, I saw that. Yep. Yeah. yeah. WNBA has gotten a lot, lot better. You're starting. I mean, like I said, you're starting to see them score ninety to hundred points a game, and they're you got a lot more skilled players in the league now. Yeah. It, like you can, like NBA. you can see it's growing. So it's uh, it's fun. It's fun to watch. Yeah. Meanwhile, in other news, the Dodgers and the Rockies are now tied. One or tied. Yep, you know the Dodgers have the best record in the National League. They're fifty-one and twenty-nine. Yep. The uh, the Mets are tough in the National League, but other than that, yeah. the Padres could be scary. Could be scary if they could put it all together, but they, they can't. They never they, could. They don't put it all together. They can't. I think the I think the Giants are. I think they're. A, I think they still need a bit another starter. The Giants. And that's what's hurting the Cardinals. The Cardinals, if they're going to try to make any kind of push, they need to get at least one, they need to try to trade for a starter before the trade deadline. I believe the Giants are ten games back now. I think. Oh yeah, I was going to say they're pretty. They're falling yeah. back. Yeah, they're falling behind. And the Cardinals, what scares me is I they I think they might end up getting Castillo from the Reds. Who? Castillo. Castillo. I think Which he might. Team? What'd you say? Which team might get Castillo from the Reds? Cardinals. Oh yeah, they need well, they need help with pitching because they need a starting pitcher. Castillo, <laughs> yeah. Castillo's been mentioned. Uh, Tyler Malley from the Reds has been mentioned. Uh, damn it, another starter from another team that's ha- been having that's had a pretty good year. Why would the Reds help out the Cardinals? Though? That's what I was saying. Don't be giving them in the division, but <laughs> that Reds GM probably will. <laughs> they need to get rid of that GM, the coach, start over. <laughs> They'll get rid of the owner too. <laughs> <laughs> and David Bell. Oh man, I David Bell, man, to me is not a great man. I, I keep saying this. He's like Don Manley. And he's like, well, Dave Roberts has had success. He's a position so, coach. I mean, I shouldn't compare him to Dave Roberts. He's a look, position coach. Right. He can't manage past the fifth inning. No. He can't manage his, his he can't manage his bullpen. He doesn't know how to utilize his pitchers. Oh, dude. That's the problem. Kills me every day. He's 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 doing what a computer tells him to do. And you know, and and he you was know? our and he was our pitching coach. <laughs> Before they hired him as head coach, he was our pitching coach. <laughs> they, we fired I forget who it was. We fired him and we hired hired promoted Bell from pitching coach to head coach. Uh, why would you do that? You already know this man's history. 
And that's the thing is like, dude, our pitching staff, look at our pitching staff where he was a pitching coach. And now he can't manage the pitching staff when he's a head coach. I was like, dude. Man, I, I know Cincinnati fans got to be frustrated. Oh, yeah. There's there's people write petitions and stuff all the time to fire David Bell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. And, and I like know Cincinnati Red fan, fan groups and stuff, dude. It's it's hilarious how – because I'm a diehard Reds fan, but, man, some of the stuff people say in the chat groups are like, whoa. Yeah, I know it's rough because I was watching one show one day because I was going to do a video on uh, – Dude, I got – I have a tattoo – I have a tattoo of Pete Rose on my leg. Oh, do you? And then on the other side, I have uh, have a red leg, the uh, the actual Reds logo. You mean the guy who should be reinstated and and should and be in the Hall of Fame? The Hall of in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. That guy. Yeah, I know. My favorite player but of all okay. time. You could, but you could put a bunch of steroid users in the Hall of Fame, but you can't put a guy that bet on his own team in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, he's he's my favorite player of all time. I do got I got. Yeah. You see how ass backwards that is, though. Yep. And, and, you know what? He'll get in the Hall of Fame, but don't, they won't did. put him in the Hall of Fame until he dies. That's sad. That's unfortunate. Just because they don't want to give him give him the satisfaction of knowing, and it's bull it's bullshit. But I guarantee you, he'll get he'll they'll they'll when he dies they'll take that ban off of him and they'll let him in. That man that ain't right, man. They should let him enjoy that moment and. and and celebrate with his family. Well, and even the Reds do him wrong. The Reds only use Reds only use them when they can make money. That's not right either. Off of it. Man, after all he's done for that organization, being part of the big red machine, putting his body on the line. This is a guy that used to slide into bases head first. You know? That's why, yeah, he's my favorite player, Charlie Hustle. Man. Yeah, I I'm a diehard Reds, Reds fan, but man, some of these people take it too far. Disrespecting them like that. Well, that, yeah. a few years ago, Major League Baseball finally let it where that he could, like the Reds could have him there and market his name or whatever. And they started doing some, but it's like, well, why didn't you try to do this before? You you had to wait till you got permission. Why weren't you trying to get permission? You should have been fighting for it. Right. And like, like if you go to a Reds game, there's always people outside with shirts saying "Free Pete" or. Oh uh, yeah, Pete, Pete, Pete Rose should be in the Hall of Fame. There's all, all you, there's all kinds of people out there oh, selling I shirts. I believe it. I believe it. That was a big red machine, man. When you look yep. at that lineup, that lineup was bad. Nobody could beat that lineup. My dad went to the. My dad was at the World Series in '76. Uh, my dad, and my grandpa. Yeah, that was a good lineup, man. You had Johnny Bench. You had Joe Morgan. You had yep. who else? You had yeah, Pete Rose. You know, uh, uh, Concepcion. Yep. And if you go back to the early '90s, I know you remember the the three headed monsters in the oh, back yeah. of the bullpen. Yep, they were monsters too. And we had good position players with Larkin and uh, Chris Sabo. And yeah, Larkin, man, he was bad. He, he was one of my favorite players growing up too. Larkin, oh, yeah, he was bad. That, now he's a t- now he bad. does a uh, he's an announcer uh, on TV for the Reds games. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, Barry Larkin, he's also in the Hall of Fame too. Yeah, he's in the Hall of Fame. Speech. I remember. I I, I watched the whole thing. It was yep, really, really cool. Yeah, it was a very very uh, moving speech by him. Yeah, we had Eric Davis and then, like you said, Rob Dibble and Browning and them guys. Man, we I'm friends with Eric Davis, man. Because you know Eric Davis played with the Dodgers for a little bit too. Yep. Yeah, he played with the Dodgers for a little bit. That was my brother's favorite player. Eric Davis. 
Yep, back in the day, I was my brother's favorite player. Uh, okay. Eric Davis, man, he has, he had some pop in that bat. He was good. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, Reds used to have a lot of good teams, and now for the last 15 years or so, we've been terrible. I remember when Lou Pinella got mad and stole the base. And yep. threw it. I remember that. That was the early 90s. Yep. I remember when he managed that club. And, you know, Cincinnati was pretty good, like you said. I believe it was – It was yeah, it was 1990 that they got to the World Series. Yep. Yep. Last time we won it. Yeah. That was against the Twins, right? Uh, Athletics. Oh, that's right. That's right. The following year, the Twins uh, went to the World Series and beat, yep. the, and beat the Braves. Yep. Yeah. I remember all those games, man. I watched, I watched all those games with my dad from a very young age. I was very young, but I remember those games. And yeah, I remember all those players too. That's how I was. Me and that I watched all all the games with my dad. And yep. My grandpa was more of a Giants fan than a Reds fan, but he'd watch any baseball game. So I know he remembered the '89 earthquake that yep delayed the game. Yep, I re- I remember that. Didn't the game get postponed? Or yeah, I think it got postponed. Yeah, was that earthquake? But I'd been yes. what, I was nine years old. So. I was. In '89, I was four. I was four years old when that earthquake happened. So I was, I was nine. I, I remember, I remember some of it. Well, I remember most of it, but I don't remember if the game got postponed or if they delayed it or what happened. I'm pretty day. sure it got postponed. And I'm they moved. Sure, that, that was a massive earthquake. I mean, yeah. that was huge. It really destroyed San Francisco. You know, stuff was on fire. You know, stuff was engulfed in flames. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Yep, the streets were buckled and. And, and and cracked open. It was, yeah, that was a crazy. That was that was some mass destruction right there. And before we get out of here, did you see where Rafael Nadal might have to withdraw from the semifinals at Wimbledon? I didn't see that. Why? Uh, he won the day, but during the game, he uh, hurt his abdomen, and uh, oh man, you could tell he was in pain. And his dad was like making motion, telling him to like just forfeit. And uh, but he finished it, battled through, and he and advanced. But they said now they're saying that uh, he's going to get some X-rays and stuff done tomorrow, and uh, his status for the semifinals on Fridays and in, in, uh, is questionable. Oh, that's a true competitor, though. I suck if he don't if he don't get a play because I like to see him and uh, him and Djokovic in the finals. He didn't take advice from his dad. Wow, and he kept playing. That that's a that's hey that's mumble mentality. That's something Kobe would have done. Kobe played oh, yeah. with a torn ligament in his finger. Yep. Now he plays uh, uh, Kyrie, Kyrie Gross in the uh, semifinals on Friday if he's healthy enough. Oh, okay. Hopefully he gives it a go and he sees what he can yep, do. I hope. Women's semifinals for Wimbledon are at 8 o'clock tomorrow morning. Oh, that's right. It is Wimbledon right now, too. Yep. I always, I always forget it's around this time. And then I'm going to watch some of that uh, – that golf, that pro pro am, because like Steph Curry and them guys play in it. And uh, oh yeah, yeah, different uh, celebrities and stuff participating. Pat, Mac- Pat McAfee's playing in it this year, so that's gonna be funny. That's gonna that be funny in hell. That guy is so funny. He has an awesome podcast. Yeah, I was watching his show earlier, and he was talking about how they're leaving tomorrow to go to that uh, golf tournament. Yeah, he has a kick ass podcast, yeah. man. Actually, I. I started He's watching crazy. him, and then that's, I, it wasn't too long after that, that I, start, I started this one. But, yeah, he has a, it, 
his part his uh, show is fun to watch. Yeah, he's big time. Has a good group of guys around him, and man, yeah, they're making some money. I saw him at WrestleMania. Okay. Yeah, I saw him at WrestleMania. He he, you know, he wrestles too. Yep. Oh, yeah. He does everything, yep. man. He went from an NFL punter to a perennial wrestler yep. to a to an awesome podcaster. Punted for the culture. You know, Punted for the culture was one of the best in the league. Yep. And uh, well, did you see him Saturday night at the UFC fight? They uh, WWE had that pay per view, that Money in the Bank pay per view Saturday. Hey, and he was there. Yeah, and, and well, he he was there, and I guess toward the end of the wrestling, uh, uh that Baron Corbin attacked him. Well, then after the WWE show, because it was in Vegas, they uh, they showed a pic, uh, video or a picture, and he was at the UFC with uh, Vince McMahon, Stephanie McMahon, and Triple H. <laughs> and Pat McAfee had a neck brace on. <laughs> so, so he he was sell he was selling it. You know, I mean, he was still selling it. He was selling that he really got hurt. He was at he was at the UFC drinking drinking a beer and had a neck brace on. I mean, I'm telling you, man, that guy is so animated. Like he just yeah. he 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 doesn't hold back. Like he tells the truth. You yeah. know, he's brutally honest about everything. I think that's what I like about him because he's so damn opinionated, and he, he doesn't give a damn. He just says what's on his mind. He doesn't yeah. care who he offends. Oh, that's, why his, that's why his show's so great. Yeah, like, because yeah. it's raw, and, and he gives it to you straight. You know, he tells you what's up, you know? Yeah, I watch it on you. like that. Like, especially, I think it I think it attracts the younger uh, audience, too, because yep. a lot of people are tuned in. If you look at the demographics, it's like younger uh, yep. viewers and, and, and middle-aged people, you know? Like, yep. like. 18, I mean, like 18, 18 to 35 demo. Yeah, like that that kind of middle age, you know. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, it, it, stuff is legit, man. And I check it out from time to time. Yeah, I watch it. I'll turn it on, on YouTube and watch it when I'm not – if I'm not on the show or something and during the day, I'll turn it on and watch it. And then sometimes yeah. at night when there ain't no game on, I'll, I'll, I might turn it on and watch some of it. But I used – now, I ain't going to lie. I, there for a while, I used to watch it about every day. Yeah, those guys are balling, man. Oh yeah, big deal with Fanduel, with Fanduel and big. Yeah. They got a big deal with sponsorships. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they're, they're, on, they're on serious as well now too. So. Yeah, they yeah they doing their thing. Hey, if they could do it, we can too. Yep, just gotta keep grinding. Yep. Uh, before we get out of here, let let everybody know where they can find you at. Yeah, sure thing. So, man, if you guys want to keep up with Sports Judge, that's me. You guys can find me on Twitter, Sports Judge 85. You guys can find me on Instagram, Sports Judge 85. And you guys can check out my fan page on Facebook. That is the Sports Judge. Like and follow. And be sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel. Chris, make sure you share the YouTube channel with your with your uh, viewers. Yep. Out there and tell them where they can find me on YouTube. Yep, I'll do that. Well, I uh, appreciate you joining us again. Like I said, you're welcome. To come on anytime. Uh, we'll be live tomorrow at 3 p.m. Eastern with Easy Money, a sports betting show. Uh, please go like and subscribe our YouTube page at Gonzo Sports Room. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all at Gonzo Sports Room. So uh, pretty easy to find. Everything's at Gonzo Sports Room. We have a big weekend coming up. <clears throat> Uh, Saturday, we're going to be at a car show here in uh, 
Indiana that's going to have over 200 vendors there. So uh, if you're around the Anderson, Indiana area, come check that out. And then on Sunday, we're going to be at uh, Summit Pro Wrestling. Uh, and there's going to be an hour-long Ironman match. going to be a battle royal to find out the first Summit Pro champion. We'll be streaming that live on our YouTube, Facebook, and uh, Twitch pages uh, Sunday at 4 o'clock. So if, if you're a pro, pro wrestling fan, come uh, come check us out doing live commentary. It's usually a blast. I love going to them wrestling shows. That, me and Dad do commentary, and we live, live stream the matches. and it, It's going to be a good time this Sunday. Oh, that must be fun. That and sounds I, like fun. And, oh, and I want to I give another plug because I almost forgot. We're also going to have a special guest with us on Saturday doing live commentary with us, uh, Sam Mitchell. He's a, a, like a pro wrestling super fan, and he also has his own, pod, own podcast uh, called uh, Autism Rocks and Rolls. So uh, go, go check out Sam, but he's going to be doing a commentary. He's going to be a guest commentator with us the, this Sunday at a pro wrestling show. So that, that should be a real good time. And excited to give him an opportunity to do to do something he's been wanting to do for a while so it's, it should be fun but that should be fun oh man i i gave i asked him he was on our show i that we interviewed him and he's uh and then i mentioned about doing live commentary oh and he got so excited and next next day next day i was on the phone with his with his mom and we were talking we were talking so he's gonna come this sunday and do co live commentary with us so I'm I'm looking forward to it. It'd be pretty cool. Man, I might tune in to watch that one. Yeah, it, it'll be fun. Like I said they're having an iron long uh, hour long Iron Man match. There's a battle royal to see who's going to be the first uh, Summit Pro champion. And then there, there's a, a girl I'll be on there named Alice Crowley. She's actually going to be on the show next week, next Monday. Uh, she should be in AEW or WWE right now. I mean, that's that's oh. how good she that's how good she is. Uh, she she's gonna come on the show on uh, Monday or yeah next Monday the eleventh. That that should be a real good interview. But all right, man. Well, are you gonna be on the morning show tomorrow? You know, I don't think so. Not tomorrow. I think I'll be back on Friday morning. Okay. Yeah, I might Friday be on. Morning. I don't know about tomorrow. Depends on if the grandson's here. If the grandson's here, the wife has a doctor's appointment, so I'll have to, I'll have to watch the grandson. But if not, I'm gonna get on. That's the thing with me. I'll be watching our daughter tomorrow while my fiance's at work. And I watched her today while my fiance went to work. I was able to get writing done. You know, my daughter's so calm. She's super chill. So, you know, she's not the baby. She requires attention like every baby, but she's not the baby that requires yeah. the attention where she, ah, you know. That's so how much. I That's how my grandson is, man. He's a, he's a good baby. He'll he'll right. sit and he'll sit and chill, watch watch TV, play with something. He, yep. Yeah. That's her. That's Maddie. Sometimes he'll, he'll he sat on my lap before while I was doing a show. <laughs> that was Maddie today. I came on the final hour of uh, the morning show, and she sat on my lap the entire time. That's cool. Yeah, I see a lot. I see you guys sitting there watching Disney movies a lot. Oh yeah, I'm a big Disney freak. Yep. I'm a Disney nut. I'm a big kid, man. I I, I watch them all. I, I watch them all with my son. My son's 20, 22. Okay. But now we got, and then we have a a, a daughter that's twenty one or twenty three, a daughter that's twenty, and a son that's eighteen. Okay, I love Disney, man. I one grandkid, well, one grandkid and one on the way. Look for me, 
Disney Plus was the best investment. Oh, I bet uh, Disney so, Plus is cool. Yeah, yeah. So I, I mean, I I used to go to Disneyland twice a year. I used to have an annual pass to go. Um, I did used you get to the uh, the the package where you got the ESPN Plus too? No, no, no. I got that through our we we got the Spectrum cable too. So. So yeah, I got all the sports channels through a sports package on on Spectrum. Okay. Um, but but yeah, man, I'm a big Disney guy. I used to collect Disney stuff. You know, you know, as you see, I wear Disney. Yeah. Uh, graphic tees. Today I got on uh, the child, baby Yoda. Yep. That's on my shirt today. But uh, yeah, I I, I go to downtown Disney quite a bit. You know, I like to hang out there, and you know, I just like the vibe. Yeah, I grew up. I grew up on them movies. So. Oh yeah, I think most kids did back yep. then. I've and never still, been. I've never been to Disney World or Disneyland or anything, but uh, I grew up on all them Disney movies for sure. Okay. Oh man, you got to get to Disneyland. You'll like it. Yeah, I just want to go. I've never been to California. I'd be cool to just get there. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, I mean it's nice out here. It's expensive, so bring your pennies. So what we did. Save up the piggy bank. <laughs> so I didn't take many vacations because my when I took my time off work, I would use it to take my son to uh, national wrestling tournaments and 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 stuff like that. And that would be kind of our vacation because we like we go to Tennessee or somewhere and we'd be there for a week or so. And when he went wrestling, we'd go to an amusement park or go do something. Right. But. By the time you spend all that money to travel to do all that, I was like, man, I don't have money, or I don't have the money or the time to take off work, <laughs> right? To yeah, to go on vacation because I used all my vacation time to take you everywhere, right? Which was cool because I I miss it now. I'm like, damn, <laughs> I wish we was going to a wrestling tournament this weekend. Mm-hmm. You miss it once it becomes like a routine, or once it becomes a, a constant habit. And it's no longer around you. You you really start to miss that. Oh stuff. man, when he first moved out of the house, I was all messed up. I, I'd go back. I'd walk back to his room to check on him, and I'm like, "Fuck, he, he don't live here no more. What are you doing?" <laughs> yep. But I was so used to him always being here with me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm gonna go. Out. We'd be in the living room watching TV. I'm like, "I'll be right back. I'm gonna go ask Austin something." And she would just kind of start laughing, and I think <laughs> about like, "Fuck, he ain't here. I have to call him." <laughs> <laughs> but hey, when they're li- when they're little, you there's time you want them to grow up. But when they grow up, you're like, man, I wish you was ten years old again. Yeah. And that's why I'm not trying to rush Maddie. I'm just enjoying her. Oh, yeah. yes, right now. That's what you gotta do because before you know it, they're 18 and getting ready to move out of the house and yep. <laughs> and doing. Their- hell, my son's getting married next next summer. See, yep. It's like, man, I remember it seemed like yesterday you were four. <laughs> right. right. It was and nice. We hadn't got to hang out for a while. And he came over yesterday and hung out. Uh, he was here for quite a while. Him and my dad came by. So it was pretty cool because it seemed like me and my son, our schedules weren't matching up. Right. When I, when I wasn't busy, he he had to work. And when, when he was off work, I was busy with my show or doing a wrestling <laughs> show or traveling yeah. or something. So. Oh, yeah. Adult, yeah. adulthood, man. <laughs> oh yeah, but man, I appreciate you coming on. I'm uh, like I said, you're welcome anytime. And if yeah. I don't see you on the show tomorrow, I'll talk. I'll talk to you later. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for having me, Chris.
Ain't no problem, man. I want to thank everybody for joining us and uh, joining us tomorrow at 3 p.m. Eastern for Easy Money, a sports betting show. GSR will be back Friday night at 11. Uh, thanks for joining us, and everybody have a good night.